Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Benjamin. Joshua. Here we are. To those watching, not just listening, they may see me in incredible high def. And I just have to say, if I have a pimple that you see, just don't tell me about it. I you didn't don't. know about it before. The lights are bright. Just, just keep it to yourself. No, you're making me insecure with how good you look. Do I look unbelievable? I can't see myself because as you know, and as all of the good guys listeners know, I'm not wearing my glasses, so I can't really see you. Even though there's a teleprompter in front of me with you on it, I can't see you. I can't believe you've been going on this long without glasses. It's getting ridiculous now. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you an even worse story about myself. So you talk first. Well, I was just going to say, our lovely podcast technician actually just blew you up. So now I see you beautifully. You look great. Really cool maroon hat. I wouldn't have even, even known that you were wearing maroon. It's gray, Ben. Oh. You got to get new glasses. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> I need glasses for being colorblind. Imagine gray maroon. Tell me your story. I once, for one, this is how useless I was for most of my life throughout my 20s. As we all know, sometimes your cable internet, your DSL, is, DSL doesn't really exist anymore, right? It's just cable. Remember no, DSL? I don't, so. I don't think so. And by the way, actually, it probably does the same way that AOL still exists, and you have these poor boomers still paying $29.99 a month when you don't need to, like, for internet, or for, not for internet, for email, right? Like, up until, like, two years ago, not to digress, my parents were paying for email. I'm like, Gmail is free. Why are you paying $30 a month to AOL? But I digress. Yeah, some people are still on that 56K dial-up, but <laughs> I I, uh, I remember, so the cable internet in my apartment went out. I must have been 27, 28. For one year, Ben, for one year, I paid for it. I didn't call the cable internet company. I just went to Starbucks and wow. used the Wi-Fi there. You lost internet and you'd go to Starbucks the whole year? The whole year, I would use the Wi-Fi at Starbucks. Like you'd go into the Starbucks and use it or you were linking to the Starbucks Wi-Fi from your apartment? No, if I needed, like obviously I had a phone, so I had like immediate stuff. But if I needed to pull up something on my laptop, if I needed to do something more involved, I would go to my local Starbucks, I would park for one to three hours and I would do my work there. Like I was a young college student at Hunter College in Midtown. Wow, wow. Even celebrities, they're just like us. But I paid for it. Celebrities, they're dumb like you. Like, <laughs> I paid for it. I couldn't, I didn't even 
call. It's so, but yet again, and this is why it's awful that I own a home is that now I have home problems. Like the other day, we've been having issues with our power. And so I have a electric charger for my car in the house. And I noticed that my car, which usually takes 10 hours, so overnight to charge completely, was now charging at a snail pace. Like mm. I plugged that joint in and my Tesla app was like, it's going to be four and a half days. I was like, what's <laughs> happening? And my wife goes, I deal with everything. You can deal with this. I go, okay. That guy. So I find the power guy. Thank God he was on the street. It was their fault, not ours. I come up with a liquid death water. First of all, why did you stop promoting our show? Give us another ad, goddammit. And an iced coffee. And I stroll up and I go, you thirsty? He goes, who the fuck are you? I go, over here on the corner. That's me. Can I get a little? He's like, yeah, we're, we're, fixing, we're fixing your power right now. Let me tell you, it was like such a gift from God because I had such a pit in my stomach of terror when it wasn't charging. I'm like, I'm going to have to call an electrician. I don't know how to do that. That's only in the movies. Like, who knows? I don't know an electrician. I don't think it's a real profession, to be honest. How does the electricity convert? I literally was like, I'm going to have to start charging at the supercharger at the mall because I can't charge at home anymore. That's how my brain works. And now you have a guy. You have a new guy to add to your repertoire of guys. You have an electrician. Yes. I didn't know what was appropriate because he works for the city or like for the power company. And I'm like, if mm -hmm. I wax this guy, like, is that a federal offense? So mm -hmm. I just gave him a couple cold bevs. Yeah, you should have waxed him. That said, Tesla owners, all of you are absolutely insane. I was with a Tesla owner last week who tried to convince me. This is the level of gaslighting that Tesla owners do to themselves. Tell me. That he appreciates the fact that he has to wait three hours to fully charge his car because that allows him time to go on his afternoon run. That if he didn't have to charge his car, he doesn't know when he'd run. That's dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. Come on. That's dumb. If you can't take your car home to charge it and you're like on a road trip, it's absolutely awful. I mean... In theory, like if you only need to stop once, right? So if you're going like between LA and San Francisco, let's say three hours in, there's a beautiful charging station, a hundred chargers, beautiful shopping, beautiful places to eat. So you plan to stop for an hour. You got to stretch. So you go have an appetizer, you go shop. And then after about an hour, your car is like 75% charged at the supercharger. But uh, more than that sucks. How much does it cost to charge an electric car? It costs half. If you do it at a supercharger, it costs half the price of gas. And if you do it at home, it's a quarter of the price of gas. So significantly cheaper. It's significant. But it's significantly more inconvenient. Well, not if you're commuting. Like my car, I'm driving it home tonight and I'll, I'll charge it overnight. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. That said, though, you have to have two cars because it's so inconvenient to travel far that you want to have both an electric car and a non-electric car, correct? It would help. It would, it would certainly help to have a car powered by gas, even though it's $6.50 a gallon right now in California. God, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. New York has really leveled off. I think we're at like three fifty dollars a gallon. It's gorgeous. No. Yeah, we're cheap. Really? We're cheap. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in L.A. It seems like they are padding their pockets. 
you know, for a liberal misguided state like yours. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What what great gas prices. Well, should we talk about Israel? Because I think we'd be remiss to not to not get into it. Yeah. Sorry for all that upfront fluff. We didn't want to dive straight in, but we have to dive straight in. It just so we are recording this episode on Monday after a weekend of what is today? Monday the 10th, 9th, something like that. Today's Monday the 9th. 9th after just a horrendous, horrendous is such like a terrible word, such a tragic weekend of terrible injustice in Israel and everything that's going on. And we wanted to not dampen the mood. Like this is obviously a comedy podcast, but we certainly wanted to talk about what's been going on and make sure that we really just brought awareness to what is a very cut and dry issue. There are terrorists on one side and civilians on the other. And anybody that feels otherwise hasn't done enough research. They haven't done enough research. It's not a, the people of Gaza versus the people of Israel. It's the people of Israel versus a terrorist organization that has unfortunately taken complete control over Gaza and its people. And what's going on is terrible. It's terrible. We don't want any lives lost on any side. I want to be like abundantly clear on that point that it's death is terrible. But what's been happening over the weekend is we will see Israeli women and children and the elderly raped and captured and held hostage. And somehow, some way, we have people saying they deserved it. And it's like, who who deserved it? Who deserved what? Like, what what are you talking about? Like, if there was a video, and when there are videos, God forbid, of Hamas terrorists holding children in front of them as human shields and you see them perish. It's the saddest thing. It's it's horrible. It's like complete injustice. And any rational person will admit that any death on any side in this conflict is so unnecessary and terrible. But the realities of it are you can't negotiate and work with terrorists. If you read the Hamas charter, it says death to all Jews. That's their goal. Their goal is kill Jews kill the state of Israel and honestly kill Western culture. Like that's what's so shocking to me. These people living in America that are standing on their high horses supporting Gaza and saying that Israel is wrong. They want to kill you too. They want to kill you too. They want to kill everybody because they like their old world way of doing things where women who drive cars are murdered, where if you show a public display of affection, you're murdered. If you show too much skin, if you're gay, they throw you off a roof. Like, do some research and realize who you're supporting. And so uh, I, I really unleashed there, but it's just <clears> some, <throat> of the, some of the small things that I'm feeling over the weekend, just very, very lost and helpless. But it's, it's so important that we speak about these topics. You know, we're a very uniquely, proudly Jewish, I don't want to call it a Jewish podcast because it's not called Good Guys. It's just good guys. <laughs> but, you know, we're proud to be Jewish. We talk about it a lot. And it's something that is within our hearts. And, and I can't speak for every Jewish person, but I know Ben and I feel this deeply, that our connection to Israel and having a homeland and having one unique place on this earth that is, you know, connected to our culture, to our religion, that is a Jewish state, makes it incredibly important to us. And so when tragedies and things are happening on that part of the world, we feel uniquely connected to it. And I agree completely with Ben, like Hamas is a terrorist organization that has terrorized not only the people of Israel, but the people of Palestine. The common enemy of the Palestinians and the Israelis is Hamas. And it means that innocent people will have to be hurt 
and will have to die. And it's a tragedy, no matter who they are, to see that on both sides. And it's heartbreaking as a father. It just kills me to watch it. It feels closer than ever to see the amount of, of death and loss on both sides. So, you know, I think people need to, I think they need to listen to people who are more familiar with the situation right now and not rush to the internet to say something that they truly don't understand. Completely agree. And I think the biggest point of misinformation is that the Jews have never proposed a solution to the current problem. Like up until 2005, Gaza was a part of Israel. And we finally just said, here, have Gaza because we proposed so many versions of a two-state solution or of harmony that were time after time rejected because Hamas does not want to live with Israel. Hamas does not want to live with Jews. They want to obliterate Israel or control Israel and kill all of the Jews. And I posted something on my Instagram story yesterday, which is there was a rally, or it's not a rally, there was a celebration somehow held in Times Square celebrating the deaths of all of the Israeli people on the Palestinian side. And there were swastikas at this rally. And people, I posted it because people are constantly saying that it's not anti-Semitic to be anti-Zionist. And I can't express how wrong that is. It is so right to say that you have a problem with the Israeli government, right? No question. You can absolutely disagree with your government and still be a Zionist. To be a Zionist means that you think that the Jews have a right to a country. That's what it means. It means that we have a right to a place where we can call our home. And that doesn't mean that other people can't call it their home too. If you've been to Israel, you know that there's the Muslim quarter, the Christian quarter. Like it's it's so, it's so peaceful there. There's Palestinians, there's Muslims, there's Jews, there's everyone. Like it's, it's the most harmonious, beautiful country. It is like, it's, I think it's home to the second largest pride parade in the world behind the United States. Sits in the middle of the Middle East, in between Lebanon, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt. There's this Mecca of just like incredible, what's the word? It's just an unbelievable place. And I lost my train of thought. It's just, it, it's just terrible. It's just no, terrible. I agree. And I think that people need to really I think the thing that I'm most proud of, um, it's not about just having, in quotes, a homeland or having a place that's uniquely Jewish. It's that Israel stands for democracy. It stands for a place where you can be safe to love who you want to love, that the LGBTQ plus community is completely free to live, to to feel pride, to be public with however they, you know, however people want to live their life, that women are granted full rights, that there is a representation in the Knesset, which is Congress of Muslim people, of Arab people, of Christians, of Jews, and that inevitably, and to, and to Ben's point, that if people do have issues with the leaders of the country, if they don't agree with the government, as we deal with here in America and so many other places in the world, if you disagree with how things are being run, you have a chance to protest peacefully and to vote and to vote those leaders out. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Hero Bread. You've heard us talk about Hero Bread 
endlessly, and it's because their bread is really that good. The taste, the texture, it's so unbelievably soft, fluffy, delicious, scrumptious. Making a gorgeous sandwich, have Hero Bread. It's so unbelievably delicious, and it's really, really high fiber, low net carbs, zero sugar per slice. So why wouldn't you use an alternative that's better for you, but still so good? Often when you pick up these like healthier breads, the consistency is so weird. This literally tastes like like white bread. Like it's it's that delicious and soft, and I absolutely love having it with a turkey sandwich. Hero bread is fewer calories than the leading national bread. Five grams of protein per slice. Five grams of protein. Imagine you're having a gorgeous meat sandwich. Maybe it's a pastrami sandwich and you're using hero bread. The protein from the pastrami, maybe a little avocado, the five grams of protein from the bread, you're going to be full, full all evening long. It's amazing. Hero Bread makes sliced breads, buns, and tortillas that are available on Hero.co and on Amazon. So visit Hero.co and use code GOODGUYS at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O. Use code GOODGUYS at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. Their bread is really that good. So visit Hero.co and use code GOODGUYS for 10% off your first order. Guys, I love quince. Now, what is quince? The truth is, it's sweater weather, right? It's fall. It's delicious. You can cozy up. You want to get warm. I just, I like a sweater because it just kind of hides all those parts of my body that I'm not trying to showcase. Um, but with Quince, you're going to find those essentials that never go out of style and it's going to be at a great price. I have this beautiful sort of white cable sweater, really yummy, beautiful fabric that like feels really soft. And, and it's, it's a great sort of almost a cream color. And you know, I know you're imagining that sweater in your head right now. That sweater is going to be in style today. It was in style in 1950 and it'll be in style in 2050. And the beautiful thing is I'm never going to have to get rid of it because it's always going to be relevant. Now, Quince has all your favorite must-haves for fall, like a 100% Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweater for 59 bucks or a suede bomber jacket or organic cotton sweaters. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they get rid of the middleman, which who needs a middleman or a middlewoman or a middle they? Look, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices along with premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Look, check out all the styles at Quince today. Go to quince.com slash good guys for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash good guys to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Good guys. Should we get into, I want to do two what are you nutses. Okay. For this episode, if that's okay with you. One what are you Take nuts. Take it away. Take it away. As it relates to this current climate and the situation going on in Israel. Because of course, we always try to bring some humor into every situation. And then yes. separately as we digress, we can go into a separate what are you nuts. So my what are you nuts is I reposted her tweet from <laughs> Mia Khalifa. Josh, do you want to describe who Mia Khalifa is? Listen, first of all, Mia, up until the last week, big fan. 
<laughs> this is a real disappointment. Big fan of your work. No, I'm I'm joking about all of it. You know, I listened to her on the Lance Armstrong podcast years ago, and she had this very interesting story about immigrating to America. And then while she was in college, had a very brief sort of stint in pornography, became one of the biggest porn stars in the world, left that life, and then was trying to sort of redefine herself in a new sort of climate. I think she was really into sports broadcasting for a while and has now shifted to be, as Ben will tell you, quite active <laughs> on social media. This is what Mia Khalifa, again, brief stint in porn, but at one point a porn star, right? We can agree on that. This is what Mia Khalifa took to, I was about to say Twitter, X. What a terrible name. That's also what he nuts. <laughs> took to X to say, can someone please tell the freedom fighters in Palestine to flip their phones and film horizontal. Like, what are you nuts? Like the most grotesque, disgusting, flip your phones and film horizontal, implying that she wants to see more of the murders, rapes, kidnaps, like just so unbelievably vile. But if and anyone me, knows horizontal, it's me, a Khalifa. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so like when you start to dissect it, I wanted to talk about this because it's also so unbelievably moronic to think if she went to Gaza, she would be she would be thrown off a roof in six seconds. Like the number one rule is you can't show skin. She's doing pornography. Like why why is she defending a group of people that would would literally would literally kill her tomorrow? Literally kill her tomorrow. It just yeah. it's so does she like does she hate Jews? Like I I can't I can't understand where somebody's head is at and and like people have been canceled for so much less like it's the most unbelievable cancelable offense and nobody will ever talk about it nobody will ever talk about it like i was looking through her instagram she like frequently walks in like vogue fashion shows like i just i don't yeah. get it i don't get it what are you nuts it's utter what are you nuts and also I will mention that on social media, I did share some posts about, you know, the the tragedy of, of lives that were lost in Israel. And I then was tagged in posts on Twitter of me on a list of celebrity names. And the headline of the tweet was celebrities to be canceled at a later date. <laughs> and how unacceptable it is that I was writing anything, any amount of sympathy or empathy for the, the lives lost in Israel. And all I could think was, can you believe who's on this list? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, Josh, you're not doing so bad. You are included with these celebrities. <laughs> it's an awful thing to say. Of course I wasn't on the list. <laughs> Of course I wasn't on the list. I'm left off of every list. Claudia and Josh are doing an unbelievable anti-Semitism panel next week in California. Of course, God forbid, God forbid I get to speak. They leave out the number one celebrity time and time again. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's <laughs> unacceptable. And it's so funny because I saw there was an advertisement for it. And we are, it's, it's sponsored by Variety. They're awesome. They're doing this incredible anti-Semitism summit next week. Young Claudia Oshry, Josh Peck, being celebrity there in support. Definitely not there with a microphone, not a lot to speak. Uh, and I'll be there muzzled in the back. There was an advertisement for it, and it was the keynote speaker, Fran Drescher, oh. my president, oh. 
my love queen deserves the headline for sure. And then under it's other celebrities attending Mark Marin, wonderful podcaster, Alex Edelman, star of that show you saw on Broadway. No Claudia, no Josh Peck mentioned. This is a mistake. Mark Marin, Alex Edelman. <laughs> What? What are you nuts? What are you nuts? <laughs> nice guys, <laughs> but n- none of the razzle dazzle of me and Turdy Lou. It's fine. It's clear they didn't want to sell any tickets. They wanted to keep it a private event. They wanted yeah. to keep it a private event. What are they going to have this at a coffee house? Like, uh, <laughs> what is this? Like, um, uh, you know, some off off Broadway stuff? I don't know. <laughs> Come join us in the most glorious two hundred square feet in West Hollywood. Yeah, six, it's a, six of you are invited. Yeah, we're well, special guest, special guest appearance by David Cross. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh man, should I should I do my what are you nuts? Or are you going to save yours another one for later? I'm going to save one. I mean, we could do we could just go back to back if you want to. Well, I okay, so I'll do a double then too. And I, this because this is just a quick one, and I was thinking about the wordage. You know, words are really important. And as a former thick boy, a current thick boy, but a former more thick boy, when I used to go to the, the doctor, and if you're 30 pounds over the weight, you're going to get this. 30 pounds over the weight. If you're 30 pounds <laughs> overweight, you're going to get this from your doctor. The word obese. And it's a terrible word. And then more than that, if you're a little bigger than that, you're going to get the words morbidly obese. And I think we need a rebranding. Hear me out. How about adorably obese? Not morbidly, <laughs> adorably. You know, it's got the same phonetic ring to it. And suddenly it's not so negative. Listen, you're adorably obese, get Ozempic. <laughs> adorably obese. What are you nuts? So true. I was talking about this with somebody yesterday. Even the idea of BMI. How dumb is BMI? So dumb. It doesn't take anything into account. It doesn't take into account how much muscle you have. It doesn't take into account. It's just height and weight, height and weight. And also I will say after losing 50 pounds, I am still probably morbidly obese. Like according to these BMI calculations, like it's, it is crazy. I would rather be adorably obese. You're adorably obese and shout out to my boy <laughs> Chuck and he'll love being talked about on this podcast, Chucky e. D. He, you know, was dealing with, and he's in good shape, but he was dealing with a little bit of that pre-D, that pre-diabetes, and uh, he was taking some medication for it. And more recently, he's been taking Ozempic, and he's doing great. And he said the other day at this dinner we were at, good news, I'm off all diabetes meds. I go, really? He goes, yep, just Ozempic now. I go... This is how far has Epic's gone that we forget that it's a diabetes medicine. Chuck, you're still on meds, my friend. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) That's funny. It's so good. Chucky D. That's so good. Oh, man. Oh, and I I wanted to tell you something else that I was... um, I was reading about, ooh, ooh, I have a good story for us. This, okay. oh, and, and it pertains to Ozempic, so this is great. And my queen, Oprah Winfrey walks back criticism of Ozempic users after Weight Watchers touts drug. That's right. The former talk show host who once owned a 10% stake in Weight Watchers before selling off most of her shares bought nearly 3,700 shares of the company's stock last week after endorsing the use of drugs like Ozempic to treat obesity. And then... 
Last month, Winfrey said she would not take Ozempic and similar drugs in the class of weight loss medications because she viewed them as an easy way out. Now, far far be it from me to criticize anything that my queen Oprah says, but I think companies like Weight Watchers, this is the right move. They have to transition with the times. And this isn't just about old school getting, you know, frozen prepackaged dinners, you know, diet dinners and diet foods. Like I think every major sort of healthy eating, dieting company for better or for worse is going to have to embrace some sort of intervention like Ozempic. What do you think, Ben? So let me get this straight though. Oprah bought stock, you're saying, in the Ozempic, I think it's Nova Nordis, right? Is that the, the no. parent company? I think she bought stock in, she used to have owned 10% of it. And I think she bought that after she sold her shares of Weight Watchers, she bought, oh, she bought back shares of Weight Watchers. Yes. Understood. Understood. Yes. Hmm. Honestly, I just hate people. And again, Oprah, unbelievable. I'm sorry. Honestly, I, ha I have to drag Oprah though. I have to talk about it. I hate people that have struggled their entire life with their weight having any judgment on people's on people losing weight successfully and the way at which they did that. Like mm -hmm. these are such personal choices. Like clearly Oprah has not found success throughout her life at maintaining a healthy weight. You, I, you, I, you bite I, your tongue. She looks great. <laughs> you bite your tongue. She looks great. It's nuts. And I do think that like there are all of these like like third-party services where you pay some money, they give you the Ozempic injection, and they talk you through your health journey. It's a whole scam, whole scam. <laughs> right. Why can't Weight Watchers get in on the scam? Why can't they give you a nice diet plan where you still follow the points regimen, but you're able to really do it because you're on Ozempic? Also to say to anybody that Ozempic is the easy way out, Ozempic is still very hard. You still can't, you still have to, recognizing your brain when it tells you to stop eating, to stop eating. Otherwise you could eat through it. There are plenty of people that eat through it. Oh man. Yeah. We can't and go against Oprah. It's so we did it though. We did it. Well, and did you know that Ozempic is causing people to buy less food and that Walmart food sales are rapidly dropping because of Ozempic, they think. Wow. It's crazy. Well, it's crazy. I mean, good. We should yes. eat less. We should eat less. I can't wait till Ozempic becomes like CBD and it's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta Imagine say. if it was like in your snacks, so you eat less snacks. Like, oh, I only had a quarter of these Doritos because they're, they're Ozempic powder on them. You know, as per my cardiologist, I've started taking Metamucil powder here and there, which is a fiber supplement. And let me tell you, and you have to be careful, right? Because it helps you to eat less because it expands in your stomach. It also is very good for the digestive tract. You got to be careful when and where and how much you take of it. Because mm -hmm. I am having these like unintentional ghost toots come out around my <laughs> wife. And it's embarrassing. We were cracking mm -hmm. up yesterday in bed. And all of a sudden you just heard, Poof. and I looked at her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like cackling, laughing at me. And I go, it's the Metamuse. Like, it's also our new, our newest sponsor for the upcoming months, Athletic Greens. I've been taking Athletic Greens. I love it, but I am letting you know, does the same thing. You'll get that accidental toot. You're really cleaning the, your digestive system. It works very well. Works very, very well. But you really do need to be careful. Just make sure this is, I mean, this is, these are words to live by. If you even for one second think that your fart could be a shark, don't release it. 
go to the bathroom just in case. What are you doing? Te- testing fate, tempting fate. What are you doing? <laughs> Marshall, the, the name of the episode is Could Your Fart Be a Shart? <laughs> Write it down, clip it. This episode of Good Guys is brought to you by Vroom. Vroom is the better way to buy and sell used cars. Looking for your next ride? Go to vroom.com now and shop thousands of cars right from your phone. With Vroom, you never have to haggle or negotiate the price of the car, so you know you're getting a good deal. Best of all, when you buy a car on Vroom, they'll deliver it straight to you. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of nationwide road assistance, giving you peace of mind while you're on the road. Not only can you buy a car on vroom.com, but you can also sell or trade in your old car too. No more driving around and getting appraisals you aren't sure are fair value. No more posting online or dealing with buyers and their endless questions and haggling over the price. Not with Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get an instant offer in as little as two minutes. All you need to get started is your license plate number or VIN. Then just answer a few questions about your car and Vroom gives you a price instantly. If you decide to sell your car on Vroom, they'll come and pick it up totally free of charge. Sell your car on Vroom or trade it in if you find something you like on Vroom.com. Vroom, it's the better way to buy and sell used cars. So head over to Vroom.com now to see what your current ride is worth and check out thousands of cars to find your next one. That's Vroom.com, V-R-O-O-M.com. Should we listen to a speak pipe? I would love to. I love speak pipes, just so everybody knows. There's like nothing that makes me happier than listening to these speak pipes. Even when you're absolutely fucking nuts. I still love them. (laughs) If you want to leave us a message, ask for advice or have a question for the good guys, but advice or question, make sure it's good. Because if it's kitschy and silly, we're not going to play it. Just go to (laughs) speakpipe.com slash good guys. Oh, I did hear two nice pitches for names for our followers. The first one was the good ones. We're the good Mm. guys and they're the good ones. Sounds like a church. Okay, Ben hates it. And then someone else said the, and then you heard the menches. That was one. Yes, yes. Which mensch in Yiddish is like a, it's a really a good boy, but it could be a good girl. And then the babes, because we call each other babes. I kind of like that where like people would come up to us and say, hey, we're babes. It would be a little confusing. I like that. All right, I I digress. Okay, let's get into it (laughs) let's get into it i gotta refresh the fucking page okay hey guys love the podcast just looking for a little bit of male perspective on this my husband and i have been together we've been married for four years together for 11 recently i've been seeing that he has been looking up some reels of seductive women and It bothers me. I don't know the best way to bring it up to talk to him about it, though. I don't want to make him feel bad or anything like that. So just looking for a little bit of male perspective. What's the best way to go about this? Let me know. That was my wife, Paige. No. (laughs) (laughs) As always, I'm left with questions, but let's discuss the questions first. How did you find that out? 
Like, was it from looking in his Instagram search history? And then second, is it from search history or is it just from suggested posts? Like, I have to, I have to just say this. I'll go on my suggested posts and they are insane. Like some mm. of these posts are like, they'll like throw borderline <laughs> pornography these days into your suggested posts. And I'm not searching anything. You're I'm, technically, I'm, I'm a mensch. You're technically only allowed to get uh, things that you, they, they usually know. They usually only send suggested things <laughs> that are in the ballpark. So maybe they're going into my subconscious, but <laughs> I'm not searching anything. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you know, for me, I, I look, I actually think it's it's gross, especially like on Instagram. I don't know, it feels more intimate. It's like only it's how I feel about OnlyFans too, as far as like a married dude being really into like some girl who's just in a bikini or or, or you know, these pages on Instagram where you can see that it's really just devoted to the person being incredibly sexy and seductive. So first and foremost, that's my first feeling is like, I don't do that because I have a public page. Um, no, but I don't do it. People can see who I follow, but no, <laughs> I, I don't do that. And I kind of think, and I have married friends who openly do that, not caring what their wives think, whether or not they have issue with it. And I think it's kind of whack, but I will Agreed. say, and this is just, if you're asking for the male perspective, my first and foremost thought goes to What's it looking like for you guys and your intimacy, your fun canoodle times? Because maybe if he's feeling a little lackluster in that area, he's looking for an outlet in fantasy and other things. I also think, though, I didn't realize the like like the the act of following. Like there, I do have plenty of friends who are married that follow these accounts as well. Again, you're more than welcome to go through who I follow. I don't follow any of them. Just getting setting the record straight. And the reason why you don't you don't choose what you get served in your feed, in your direct feed, right? What what if you're what if you're on the subway, all of a sudden there's some voluptuous photo and one can't control their brain and all of a sudden you're you're rock hard on the subway. So I'm true. just saying. Yeah, you're on the 6 train with half a chub going to Times Square. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you would even want that. I don't, you want surprise porn? No, you want to make sure that there's nobody anywhere near you. It's totally quiet. It's secretive. And then you go private browser, your whole situation, not public. It's nuts. It's nuts. So honestly, I think that you should ask this, this lovely lady should confront her husband and say, you know, look, I think it's a little gross. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. think it's a little gross. Next one. Speak pipe. Let's hear it. Hi, Josh and Ben. My name is Haley, and I have a what are your nuts for you? So I'm a teacher. I teach eighth grade math. And as you might expect, I often have to email home to let parents know about certain behavior issues in the classroom. So I might send an email that says, you know, I'm just letting you know that your kid left trash in the room or cheated on a test, and these are the consequences. Snitch. The amount of times I get a response from a parent that says, well, my kid is saying that they didn't do that. I'm like, what are you nuts? Your kid is 14 years old. Of course they're saying they didn't do it. I'm a grown woman with 150 students. Why would I take the time to create an elaborate lie about your kid? They're lying. What are you nuts? <laughs> Thank you, Interesting Hallie. perspective. 
certainly. That said, lady, you're a snitch. <laughs> She's not a snitch. Snitches get stitches. She's a teacher. Their job is to snitch. It's in the title. I guess, but like what? Just like let let the kid cheat a little. Like, do I endorse full-blown cheating? No. That person that goes with every answer written on the test, that's not okay. Not okay. But if you see a kid just like this, you know, peeking over to the left, pretending to sharpen their mechanical pencil, peeking over to the left, writing in a couple things, just just let it go. Just let it go. Okay? Let it go. Let me tell you something, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a child in school. What would you say the ratio is, Ben, of you coming into contact with losers, douchebags a day? What what would you say? What would you say? The like, would you say the majority of people you run into are losers? Yeah, I would. Right. I would agree. I would agree. Here's the thing: these losers, they're banging each other, and they're making loser kids. <laughs> <laughs> and these loser kids are liars and thieves, <laughs> and they lie to their parents. This poor teacher, 150 kids, she's probably a public school teacher making $48,000 a year. It's a travesty what we pay these teachers. And she's got to call this loser kid's loser parent and be like, hello, Mrs. Loser, your son (laughs) is doing his loser antics again. And she's defending said loser. This is a terrible cycle of loserdom. Agreed. And clip that. (laughs) Losers. Clip that. Agreed completely. Look, if your kid's a loser and they're a liar and a scoundrel, for sure. I'm talking about the cool kid. You know, the cool kid that just wants to cheat a little. Don't rat on the cool cheater. Don't rat on him. He just a little, you know, he just didn't feel like studying that day. And you know what he was? Resourceful. He was resourceful. Befriending the top nerd so that he could sit next to him strategically in class and just, you know, just a little peek of the neck. Just a little, just a little peek. Just a little peek. But yes, if the kid's a loser and the parents are losers and the kid's a schmuck, for sure. Nobody here is endorsing schmucks. So true. Okay. (laughs) Next speak pipe. Let's hear it. (gasps) Hi, guys. Mexican listener here. So... I have been with my boyfriend for over 10 years now. We have lived together for more than five years. We have a two-year-old gorgeous daughter, and he hasn't proposed to me yet. For context, he has a family business that does pretty well. We have no financial issues. We have our own house, our own cars. Everything is great. We have a great dynamic. He's my best friend. I love him to death. But I have asked him several times, when is he going to propose to me? I just want my ring. I want him to get down on his knee and do all that romantic stuff on the sunset, on the beach. I don't know. Or just pop the ring out when we are going to bed. I don't know. What should I do? Ask more for it. I feel that the more I ask for it, the less he wants to do it. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Help me. Oh my God. First and foremost, sayonara, Jews. I'm moving to Mexico. <laughs> me too. That, that's my favorite woman. I'm obsessed with her. And any me other too. Mexican listeners that we have, please submit speak pipes, DM us. That just unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I'm so happy that this podcast 
This Yenta Yiddish podcast <laughs> has made its way to Mexico. Unbelievable. I love Unbelievable. that you said goodbye to the Jews in Japanese and <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first and foremost, this lady is rich. Like, <laughs> good for you. That man's got to propose. Come on, come on. Honestly, you guys should start watching The Nanny. The entire five seasons is Fran desperately trying to get Mr. Sheffield to propose, and maybe you'd get some ideas. But that guy, your husband, he's got to propose. Just tell him, look, bud, I love you. We have such a nice life together, but I need this. I need this for me. Do you love me? Do this for me. I need to feel like we're a unit, that we're a family. Do this for me. I don't think there's any harm in continuing to ask, but I will say that on the other side, I, I guess that it's we're just like such different people, me and this woman's boyfriend or almost husband or whatever. Like I could never, ever, ever look at my spouse, especially because my spouse is my like my wife that I love so much, but say like, no, I want to just be together, but I'm not proposing to you. Like that, that is so foreign to me. It's just so the furthest... Thing, so it's hard for me to even really give advice from his perspective, but just do it, man. Do it. I agree. And I think that some men have this intransigence. It's a new word that I learned. And <laughs> it, it just means that people who are unwilling to change, they are, they... <laughs> Laughing. I'm laughing because I thought you were going to say, you know, it's this new word that I made up. <laughs> <laughs> I love words. Thank you, Barbara Peck. You, you've always made me love words, mom. Intransigence. It's like an unwillingness to bend. And at this point, it's probably almost a game to him. Maybe his ego's wrapped up in it that he doesn't want to bend because, you know, she asked so much and it's been this long. So let me talk directly to this guy, this, sh this schmo. Listen, you got a quality woman here, Mexico. I love you. I can't, I want to go. I love going there. It's the best. You have a beautiful life together. The woman gave you a two and a half year old kid. Kid sounds like a freaking all-star and I don't even know him. You got a nice life, multiple cars. Okay. Do right by this woman. You know, honor the thing that you, you might have some weird standpoint on marriage you might be against it for all the other reasons that hey you know what spoiler alert all men are against marriage we all think it's ridiculous but you know what these queens of ours they want it and thus they should get it so let it be said let it be said here the decree of the good guys marry this beautiful queen of yours and shut the heck up Marry this beautiful queen and shut the heck up. And I need an update. <laughs> Lady, when you get married, let us know. We'll send a small gift. Small. Yes. You seem to already have it all. You don't need more things from us. And we international like to send a small gift. International taxes and tariffs. If you know, everything's gonna be 40% more anyway. It's actually a good call. Go pick yourself up a bottle of liquor from the duty free and bill us. Yes, please. It's cheaper. It's cheaper that way. Last one. <laughs> Hi, Ben and Josh. I am calling in because I'm needing some advice. I recently found out that I'm going to be having a baby in June of next year. I'm very, very excited. My husband, on the other hand, is excited, but he is freaking out a little bit. 
totally, you know, it's our first kid. I totally understand. He's a little worried and he's not being like negative or rude or anything, but he's a little worried that our lives are going to completely change. And obviously they are, but I'm trying not to freak him out. He is, you know, wants to make sure that we're still able to go on vacation and spend time with friends. And I've been trying to explain to him, we can do all the things that we do now. It's just going to look different and we're going to have to do different things to get what we want and do the things that we want. So Josh, I mostly was just wondering if you had any advice for new dads kind of getting over that initial shock and what I can do to help him be excited and feel like he is a part of this journey and not just along for the ride and not knowing what's going to happen. I love you guys. I love the pod. Oh, do I love this woman, Stella. I love the name Stella. Great name. She wanted your advice. I'll start. And even though you're not officially a father yet, Ben, I know you're, you'll are you have something good to say. Because you're just, you're, you're America's dad, daddy. The reality <laughs> is here, sir. And let me talk to this husband of yours. Get over yourself. Wait. Oh, oh, oh. No more brunch. No more catching the game with my bud, sipping on beers and smoking the devil's lettuce. Oh, God forbid. God forbid. You know, you should spend some time with this new human that you created that will give you joy like you could have never imagined. This beautiful bundle of joy who's in your image, who's looking to you for a leader, for someone to follow, for someone to be the pillar of support of this family, the patriarch. God forbid, I know you're busy because what, you got to go to Puerto Vallarta and see some of our other listeners, our beautiful Mexican listeners? Because you got to go vacation where? You probably go all-inclusive. All-inclusive sucks. It sucks. The food's never good. Where do you go, huh, sir? You go to the Bahamas? Sucks. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something, and it's <laughs> let me tell you something. The Bahamas is, by the way, a gorgeous destination place. <laughs> we, we love to go live. The Bahamian <laughs> listeners are like, "What? What did we do?" <laughs> we love you, Bahamas. We'd love to do a live podcast from the Atlantis Resort where Hillary Duff <laughs> gave Claudia the no thanks. Um, <laughs> Okay, I digress. The best advice I ever got about being a father and with having a new baby, I was tripping. I was projecting as we all do. It's natural. What if the baby is this? What if it's that? What if it needs this? What if it needs that? I want to be ready. And my friend said, Josh, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. And that advice is it's just going to be great. A lot of parents like to scare new parents. They like to say your life's going to change forever. It will. You know, you, you'll never sleep again. You won't sleep for a couple months. But the reality is, it is so overshadowed by how great it is that don't let the minor inconveniences or the fear of change, and we're all kind of scared of change, to get in the way of the reality of being present during this time that's once in a lifetime. Because to Ben's point and to your wonderful wife's point, you're right, it will go back to normal. And at that point, you might be a little, you might be a little sad. Because those early years with your kid, when they're utterly disrupting your life, turns out to be some of the best time of your life. So I would say, do your best to be present. You will get to do all the things that you once did again. But right now you're getting something that is truly once in a lifetime and you won't get to do it again. 
So just enjoy every moment and be there for this incredible, beautiful wife of yours. Because pregnant women, what they're doing is, I've seen it twice now. It's incredible. They're vessels. It's unreal. That was beautiful. That was unbelievable. Thank I shed a tear. That was, that was unbelievable. The only thing that I'll add is it's October. You're due in June. So that means it's very, very early. And I think the husband should really get some perspective that the biggest thing to worry about over the next eight months is that you have a beautiful, healthy baby and that your wife is great and fine. Not that you might not be able to hang out with your friends. Like it, she's pregnant. It's done. You could have worried about that before you got her pregnant. You got her pregnant. This is clearly a conscious choice in some regard. So channel that energy to God willing, having a, a healthy, healthy, everything, healthy, everything. And enjoy the next nine months. And by that, I mean, you're going to get a lot of free gifts, plenty of baby showers, lots of things. You're going to be eating good food because your wife's going to have cravings. You don't have to worry about birth control for the next nine months. So have at it. Don't worry. Nothing can happen to the baby while it's in there. I swear to God. And, <laughs> and live it up. Congratulations, babe. You just got the best excuse to get out of anything you ever want to from now to the end of time, which is can't. Baby doesn't feel good can't couldn't find a babysitter it's gorgeous you don't have to do anything you don't want to ever again <laughs> the ultimate excuse do you ben have a uh, best bite of the week i have one you go first i do have one but i'd love to hear yours i will and shout out to my beautiful wife Paige. she made this she made like how do i describe it she makes these peanut noodles and you see a lot of the you know the tiktok things about it and how easy it is and it is easy but the way she does it she gets these ramen noodles sometimes she used she actually uses top ramen which is good but it's a little dirty but it feels like i'm in college again even though i didn't go and then other times she used the mamafuku dave chang noodles which are unbelievable which are like a little higher end ramen noodle and she's just doing some skippy peanut butter chili oil green onion spice i don't know what it is but this thing, it's good cold, it's good hot, it's easy, 20 minutes, you're done. Telling you, peanut noodles, hope you don't have an allergy, because if so, you're missing out. So good. My best bite of the week. Wow. My best bite of the week, I got locks from an amazing, amazing place yeah. called Sables. S-A-B-L-E-S. Famous. Upper East Side. And let me tell you, normally you're thinking locks. Jewish, Jewish owners. No, the owner is Japanese, like the most unbelievable knife work you've ever seen. The most unbelievable locks, sables. And I had their grav locks covered in dill. So unbelievably good, juicy, delicious. That was my best bite of the week. Oh. Highly recommend, highly recommend. And now of course, I'll never be able to go again because the line will be around the block. But I unbelievable. Know. We don't want to give away these great. Are we going to go when I'm in New York in three weeks? Are we going to go to uh Teresi? Yeah, let's do it. I hear it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, 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 really good. Did I tell you the story about Teresi? They have a wild boar. They No, they have boar's head on the menu. Did I tell you about this? No. So on the menu, they have boar's head. 
And so I asked the waiter, I was just curious, what kind of boar's head? Is it smoked turkey? Is it mesquite? <laughs> is it oven roasted? <laughs> and he said, sir, it's an actual head of a boar. <laughs> I thought it was the deli meat. <laughs> That's good. That's incredible. So before we wrap again, started with Israel, ended with normal. Just want to say again, Israel, we love you. We're with you. Any Israeli listeners, we hope that this is some kind of comic relief during just such a horrendous time. And we're in full support of you and we love you. And separately, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Watch us on YouTube. It's more fun. You just like get to see us animated and laugh and Honestly, watching back the way that I laugh, I need to laugh differently. Like I have such a, a weird, like, <laughs> but I digress. Five stars, anything less. What are you, nuts? You have a gorgeous cackle, a guffaw, some might call it, and I, I adore it. Thank you all. Rate, review, do all the things. Check us out on YouTube. If you want to leave us a SpeakPipe, it's speakpipe.com slash goodguys. Tell a friend. Tell all the friends. And use our promo code goodguys. Otherwise, we're putting this thing behind a paywall and you can go screw. Thank and you. To all, and to any more listeners from Mexico. We need more Mexican listeners. That woman, a complete dream. Gorgeous. She's coming on the show next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.